Well, it's a privilege to be here tonight uh, and be able to preach God's Word. And so we're going to go ahead and just get right into it tonight. So, Okay, so if you've got your Bibles, uh, go ahead and turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, and when you get to your place, please go ahead and stand. Ephesians chapter 5. Once you reach uh, Ephesians chapter 5, look at verse 15 here. Let's start our reading here. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. With God's help tonight, I'm going to preach on this subject. You can know God's will. We can know God's will today. Let's pray. Father, I just ask you, Lord, that you'll bless your word. And Father, uh, I know these folks are here tonight to, to hear, uh, they're wanting to hear from you. And I pray, Lord, that you'll help me present the message, Lord, that you've laid on my heart. And God, help me with my thoughts, Lord. And, and Father, help me be able to express, uh, Lord, uh, the words that need to be said tonight. God, uh, just help me to be totally under control, Lord, by you and, and, uh, and what you'd have me to preach tonight. And Father, I'll give you the praise and glory for it all. In Christ's name, amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> in our text here, in our verses here, <clears throat> the day is evil. Paul's in prison. He's writing this epistle from, uh, from prison. The Romans are in power, and, and persecution's on its way. And Paul is saying to the church here, and, uh, and Ephesus here, that they need to walk circumspectly. They need to walk carefully. They need to look around and keep looking around, and they need to, be, and they need to walk, and they need to be redeeming the time. They need to keep on keeping on. They need to continue to do what God has is, is, uh, uh, called them to do. They need to keep on serving Him. They need to keep on following Him. They need to redeem them time while they still have time to be able to get the gospel out and to reach others. And so, so, so Paul is, is telling them that they need to just keep on, even, when, even in the days that are evil at this time. And then we get to verse 17 where it says, Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And he's wanting them to, to know what God's will is. He doesn't want them to be unwise, but he wants them to know what God's will is because knowing what God's will is and having that established will carry them through the times, the tough times and the hard times. And you know, that is the same thing for us today. It applies to us today. We are to be looking and knowing what God's will is for our life today. And so, so as we do that, we have no excuse not to know God's will today. Because God's will, really, it's, it, we don't have to wonder about it today. We don't even, it, God's will is not really a mystery to us as Christians today. Because God's will is, is truly revealed in His Word. We have it right here. The only problem is, as Christians, that we have with God's will is, 
is we don't get into His Word and we read what His, what, what his will is. That's the problem we have, okay, as Christians. And, and, and we don't. We don't have no excuse for not knowing what God's will is. So we need to be wise. And we need to be, be wise. And we need to seek God's will and know God's will today as Christians. Because we're living in evil days. We're living in evil times today. And I tell you, it's getting tougher and tougher and tougher to live a Christian life today because, because we live in such a wicked world today. And so, it behooves us as Christians to know what God's will is. To know what God's will is. And like I said, we don't have to wonder about it. It's no mystery. It's revealed right here in His Word. We have it. And so tonight... We're going to look at some scriptures here to help us know what God's will is, okay? And so get ready, because I've got a lot of scripture here, okay, to look, to look at. And so the uh, Bible says we need to preach the word, okay? So we're going to bring the scripture out tonight, okay? So, beginning here, God's will is, first and foremost, that all men be saved. First and foremost, that all men be saved. First, uh, 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9 tells us this. God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. <clears throat> that means every one of us in this auditorium, every one of us in this auditorium needs to be saved and should be saved. I mean, that, isn't that what this verse says? God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so every one of us in this auditorium, every person in this auditorium should be saved. That's God's will for us. That's God's will for mankind is to be saved. So every one of us in this auditorium sitting here should be saved. We should have a testimony of salvation. We should be able to go and, and, and as Brother Scott, when he was here during the revival, go to a place and circle it where we were saved. Okay? I mean, there should be that spot. There should be that remembrance of when that happened in your life, when you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That circle for me is in Wichita Falls, Texas, uh, in uh, Southwest Baptist Church when I was 16 years old. It's back in the, uh, in the children's department, and, uh, and every time I go back there, and of course that's where my, uh, Carol's mom lives, and, and uh, that's where we go to church there when we there. And I tell you what, I tell you, I tell you this right now, I am so thankful that I can go back to a church where I was saved at and it's still going and the gospel is still being preached there and I can go to that place in that building and go and, and where, where my circle's at, which was a, uh, a children's classroom at the time, but now it's a kitchen, go figure. But anyways... And I envision, I stand there and I envision me sitting there in that little chair receiving Jesus Christ as my, my Savior. <laughs> That's a blessing. That's a blessing. And that's God's will. That's God's will. But also, 1 Timothy uh, chapter 2 and verse says this, Who will have all men to be saved? 
all men. Who? God will have all men to be saved. So that's much bigger than this auditorium. (laughs) That's much bigger than all of us sitting here, here tonight. All. So if we are saved, then we are to be a witness. We are to go out and spread the gospel. To spread the gospel. That's His will, and if we're the kind of servants we're supposed to be, and the kind of Christian we're supposed to be, we're supposed to perform His will in our life, right? We're supposed to go and do His will in our life, and if we're saved, we're supposed to go out and spread the gospel and give the message out. I've been enjoying going out uh, on Saturday mornings to knock a block. I've really been enjoying that, and the last few times we've gone out, the bus has been pretty full, and there's been pretty good crowds, but what I've enjoyed the most of all here in the last couple of times that I've gone out and uh, knock a block is uh, going out with my son-in-law and my grandkids going out. And what's a blessing about that is, 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 is watching those kids go out and they're experiencing going out and being a witness as kids. And what's so neat about that too is, is that they've got a father that's training them to be witnesses. I got tickled at uh, Lucas here this last time we went out and everything, and he's wanting to carry the cards and all, and 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 uh, and, and we were going, and Michael and I were kind of, uh, you know, uh, every other house we were going to, I was going to say something, he was going to say something, we were going to speak, you know, and everything. Lucas says, "Well, I wanted, I want, I, I want to say something. I want, can I say something? Can I say something?" So, so the next very next house is, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to let you say something. Go ahead if you're ready, you know." Because he'd been walking with us and, and, and listening to, to Dad and Grandpa as we, we talked to the people at the door and handing them the cards and all that. And so we got up to the door there and, and, and he's standing there and I says, are you ready? You know, and he's standing there and he says, uh, Grandpa, I'll just hand him the card. You go ahead and talk. You know? <laughs> but he's got a willing heart. He's got a willing heart. He's got an example there. And that's our future. <laughs> our kids. Going out and being soul winners. Inviting people here to Riverside Baptist Church so that we can continue to go beyond as long as the Lord tarries. Continue to go and spread the gospel. Spread the gospel. That's His will. <laughs> that all men be saved. But we have a command, too, to go into all the world. That's even bigger than St. Joe, isn't it? That's bigger than St. Joe. Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20 tells us this, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded, And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Supporting missions. Supporting missions. It's a blessing to look around 
our auditorium here and see all the mission letters that are around here. And it's a privilege to be able to give to Faith Promise to be able to support these missionaries. Now, tell you what, if we're doing God's will as a servant, then we're going to be part of the Faith Promise program that we have here. Because that's, our, that's the command for us. That's God's will for us. To be saved, to be a witness, and to get the gospel around the world. Around the world. Who would have all men saved? That's His will for us. Secondly, God's will for us is that we be spirit-filled. Be spirit-filled. Look here, down here in uh, verse... uh, This is the old time, you know. (laughs) I can't flip it, so I've got to turn it. All right. Anyways, Ephesians. Look at verse 18 here. The next verse here. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. The word filled here in verse 18 means to, to be controlled by. Controlled by. So to be filled with the Holy, uh, Holy Spirit means to be constantly controlled by the Spirit in our minds, in our emotions, and our will. Because there's other things out there that wants to control us. This old flesh that we're, we're, we're robed in wants to control us, doesn't it? And if we don't allow the Holy Spirit to control us, then this old flesh is going to control our actions. And this old flesh is going to get us in trouble. And this old flesh is going to draw us away from, the, from, from uh, serving the Lord. And I tell you what, if we're, if, if, if we're not Spirit-filled and, and constantly letting the Spirit can control us, then we're not in God's will, are we? See, it's plain, isn't it? Right here. It's plain. And you know, this this, uh, filling of this Holy Spirit, where it says, be ye filled, is almost like a commandment, isn't it? It's kind of like a commandment. Be ye filled. Be ye filled. And this doesn't just apply to, to a selected few on being filled with the Holy Spirit. This just doesn't apply to maybe the pastor or to deacons or to uh, Sunday school teachers. This applies to all Christians, all of us. Every one of us sitting in the room. That, the Holy, that we allow the Holy Spirit to fully control our actions. Our actions. And He expects us to obey that. So it's His will that we be yielded and controlled by the Holy Spirit. that lives within us. It lives within us. So not only is it His will for us to be saved and His will for us to be to have the Holy Spirit be in control of us, 
but it's also His will that we be thankful in all things. Thankful in all things. Look at verse number 20 here. It says, Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father and in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, it says this, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I mean, it can't get any plainer than that, can it? As far as being thankful for everything, and in all things give thanks. And we, as Christians, above all people, should be the most thankful people in this world. I mean, we're saved. We're saved from a life of sin. We're saved. We're going to have a home in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, that right there should be enough that we don't have to spend an eternity in hell, that we can live forever and ever and ever and ever with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, with God, the creator of all this universe. I mean... (laughs) How exciting is that? I mean, that is, that is, I mean, that should be uh, uh, enough. But then he, con- then he uh, meets our needs. He provides for us. He's there for us always. James chapter 1 and verse 17 says he is the giver of every good and perfect gift. I mean, he's there to meet our needs and to provide for us. And, 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 and he's, never, he's never in my life ever failed. He'll never fail. <laughs> I remember, and I've given this testimony before, but uh, I remember while Carol and I was in Bible college, we, uh, in our first year there, uh, we got acquainted with uh, uh, Carl and Catherine Love, which was the uh, parents of uh, uh, Glenda Williams, which was Brother Williams' wife. And uh, they were going to High Street Baptist Church, and that's where we joined and, and, uh, and started attending there. Well, they had a little farm outside of Springfield there, and, uh, and so they kind of adopted us as their children. And so the first night that we was invited out there to go out to eat, uh, uh, we went out there, and uh, I mean, we had a great meal, enjoyed ourselves, and all, and, and uh, they were just, I mean, they were just people that you just fell in love with. <laughs> and, they, and, and, uh, and they took such good care of us while we were there. But I remember sitting there, and, uh, and uh, I was sitting there eating, and, and, and I noticed that at the corner of the plate there, there was, there was, a, there was some money. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and, of course, Carol was sitting over there, and I looked over there, and at the bottom of her plate there was a corner of some money. And uh, I go, whoa, okay. <laughs> and so I just kept on eating in there and, and, and eating, you know, and you know how college, you know, college kids are, you know. And, and uh, she just kept bringing it, so we just kept eating it and all. And, and so, uh, so we got done eating and all, and Carl says, well, and uh, 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 why don't you guys uh, get your plates and take them over to the, over the sink? So we got it and took the plates over the sink said, oh, How'd those get there, you know? Well, Carl, you had to know Carl, <laughs> Brother Terry. Knows. Anyways, but, uh, and so there was two $20 bills there. Let 
here's the rest of the story. We had uh, spent all our money and, and bought the books and got registered in school and, and uh, it just uh, had enough money to put the car, uh, gas in the car, but I had an insurance bill due on the car and I didn't have the money. <laughs> so guess how much that insurance bill was? $40. I can, I can give testimony after testimony after testimony of how God has took care of us. And, every, and there's several of you out here that can give testimonies how God has took care of us and, and it's met our needs. And, and how can we not have a grateful and thankful heart for a God that's that good and takes care of our needs and provides for us And then the question is, can we trust Him and be thankful when the hard times come? <laughs> when times of suffering and times of disappointment and even during times of bereavement, can we trust Him then? Can we have a grateful and thankful heart? It says be thankful in everything. Can we have a grateful and thankful heart in those times? Well, the answer is yes. If we're trusting in His strength and His power and we're letting the Holy Spirit control us and guide us and be the strength that we need. You know, Jesus said when He left, He told His disciples, I'm going to send the Comforter. And He's right here. And when those times come that we have to struggle and we have disappointments and we have heartaches and everything, He's right here. He's the comforter. On the way up here, Carol and I were listening to the gospel station there and there was a song on there that said, He's our hiding place. He's a place where we can hide. We can trust Him. And with His help and everything, we can continue to give thanks that He's there. We ought to be thankful that we have Him there to get us through those times. A grateful, trusting heart. That's why it's so important that we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, that we are Spirit-filled. Because we do, as Christians, have tough times, don't we? We have difficult times. We have deaths, don't we? Yeah. Times of bereavement. The Holy Spirit is so important. And the Bible even tells us we don't know what the next day will bring. We don't know. That's why it's important. To have be controlled and filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can fulfill God's will to be thankful in everything. Everything. But also, being thankful in everything can help us defeat the devil when we start complaining and griping and fretting and worrying about difficult situations 
those, type, those things will open the door for the devil to come in. The devil to come in. And when the devil comes in, then our, our griping and complaining will turn into blaming God for the situations. Instead of thanking God for being there for us and helping us through us. The devil, he's sneaky. He knows when to attack us. He knows when to slip in there. And, and he does it at our most vulnerable times, doesn't he? That's why we need to be spirit-filled and be thankful and grateful always. By giving thanks and being grateful for what God does for us and being in the spirit-filled, it actually defeats the devil and it brings honor and glory to God. Honor and glory to God. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Concerning you. Another one here, God's will is for us as Christians is that we be submissive servants. Submissive servants. Look here in verse 21. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And who was a great example of that for us is Paul himself. Because he became all things to all people. He's our example. A great example for us to follow. Being submissive to one another here in our church family. We must have a yielding and submissive spirit to one another. We must be ready to bear one another's burdens. We must be uh, ready to pray for each other. And I'm so thankful. I am so thankful that I'm part of a church that is a praying church. I'm thankful for Wednesday nights. I'm, we are blessed, folks, to be in a church that, that, that uh, the emphasis is on prayer. The emphasis is on prayer. Our pastor has stood up here and many times has, 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 has told us and, and, and tries to inspire us to pray. To pray. And if we don't have anything to pray, to pray about, we just get out the... Uh, the prayer list, and just go through it and just start praying for people. Prayer's important. Prayer's important. And I'm so blessed and thankful that, that God has allowed me to be part of this church, a praying church. Also, we're not, uh, we're not to, <clears throat> to place ourselves above any others, but encourage each other to grow in the Lord. We ought to be encouraging each other to grow in the Lord. We ought to be encouraging each other to get, get involved, <laughs> to be active. I tell you, the, best, the greatest blessings I have being a member of, a Bible, of uh, Riverside Baptist Church <laughs> is that I'm involved. I'm able to serve Him here. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. And to be able to encourage others to, to serve. We're to encourage and, and, uh, each other, to love each other, keeping unity and harmony in the church. 
Also, being submissive means to be submissive to the authorities that God has placed over us. The authorities that God has placed over us. It's God's will. (laughs) It's God's will. Hey, we're moving right along. I'm on number five. (laughs) Hey, it's God's will for us to be sanctified. Sanctified. We're not to be conformed to this world. Romans chapter 12 and verses 1 and 2 tells us this, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, and that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Before we were saved... We used our bodies we used our bodies for sinful pleasures. But now that we are saved, we should be using it to bring honor and glory to the Lord. We need to be living separate separated lives because our bodies now are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. And we have been bought with a price. We've been bought with a price. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19 says this, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Our God's. But not only does our body belong to God, but our minds also. Our minds also. God uses His Word to transform our minds to make us spiritually minded. I like how uh, one commentator put it. (laughs) If the world controls your thinking, you are a conformer. But if God controls your thinking, you are a transformer. Transformer. The world influences us from the outside. And of course, our outside, the world is outside, we're robed in this old flesh. And we've already gone through, you know, we don't want this flesh to be controlling us. We want the Spirit within, the Holy Spirit that lives within to control us, right? And so, we need to be within His will. We need to let the Holy Spirit control us, not only, and allow God to own our bodies, which He does. We're bought with a price, and to control our minds, influence our minds. And lastly here, it's God's will that we be conformed to the image of His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 and verse 29 says this, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose, for whom He did for no, He also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. God's will for us is that we be more like his son. More like his son. That when people see us, they see Jesus in our life. They see a difference. They see a difference. They see Jesus in our life. They actually, they, and, and to be Christ-like in everything we do. Everything we do. 
And Jesus is our greatest example in doing God's will, even facing death when he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine will be done. Jesus was all about in his life doing his Father's will. So as servants, and we're supposed to be, uh, be Christ-like, and we're supposed to uh, become more Christ-like as we grow in our Christian life, well, shouldn't we be that example? Shouldn't we be that example? Shouldn't we live the life that is pleasing to God? Doing His Father's will, doing God's will in our life, obeying? I believe so. <laughs> I believe so. We're already at the conclusion. But this might take a little while. <laughs> you know, God's will is the same for every Christian. Everything that I mentioned tonight from God, in the Scripture here, uh, that it was, it's God's will for our life, it's the same for all of us. It's the same for every Christian. And I haven't even come close to exhausting what's in this book as far as God's will is for our life. I haven't even come close. That's why it's so important for us to have a daily, daily, time in God's Word. Because the only way we're, that we're going to be able to, to, to meet what God expects of us as far as being in His will is to continually be in His Word and getting His instruction and, and getting, getting what He wants us through our, in our mind to do to be that example to this world, to be the witnesses we need to be to this world, to see souls saved and to bring honor and glory to His name. Because it is all about Him, isn't it? Isn't our Christian life supposed to be all about, Jesus, about God? Exactly. Exactly. And so we need to be in His Word daily. That's why it's so important to, be in his, to read His Word. To know His will. And His will is the same for every Christian, but His plan for each one of us may be different. <laughs> His plan may be different. What he has me doing in his work may be different from Brother John's, you know, in his ministry that he has here. You know. His plan for our lives may be different, but his plan for our life will always line up with his will. <laughs> his will. And if we're not performing his will and we're not within his will, then the plan that He has for our life, He's not going to be able to work it in our life. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? If we're not in His will and we're not doing His will, then He's not going to be able to do the, form the plan that He has for our life. Because His plan, His plan will always line up with His will for our life. For our life. If you're saved, 
and you're doing God's will, or even if you're not, you're out of God's will, His plan for your life, He has, still has a plan for your life, and He has a work for you to do. Uh, his plan in our life, in a Christian life, it does involve work. <laughs> it, yeah, hello? Well, you gotten quiet out here. Yeah, it does involve work. His plan in our life does involve work. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 says this, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works which God hath uh, before ordained, that we should walk in them. Walk in them. Yeah. His plan for our life involves work. <clears throat> I've been uh, I've been saved 48 years now. I'll be 64 next month. <laughs> so I've been saved 48 years. Hallelujah. <laughs> in those 48 years in my <clears throat> I've had the privilege to just about work <laughs> just about work in every part of the ministry. Every part of the ministry. And and it's been a privilege. And it's been a blessing in my life. I even got to baptize. <laughs> I even got to baptize. Uh, Brother Williams had broken his ankle. And, uh, and uh, there was a baptismal uh, that week. So he calls me up into his office there one day. And he says, hey, uh, uh, would you be able to baptize someone? And I'm going, well... You know, being laid up, cast on his foot. He couldn't get in the water, you know, over at the old church over there. And, and so I said, well, okay. <laughs> uh, and so uh, I said, well, who am I baptizing? He goes, your brother. <laughs> Phil, <laughs> sitting back here. He had just gotten saved. And uh, he says, uh, your brother. <laughs> and I'm going, okay, yeah. So they brought it before the church, and the church voted on it, and then could be the authority, because that's where it comes from, the church. And so I had the privilege of baptizing my brother. <laughs> and boy, I practice. I baptize you now, and the Father, Son. I, I mean, for the whole day, I went through that whole thing, you know, and, and I was scared I was going to drop him, you know, and, and all that stuff. But I got to baptize my one and only. <laughs> I was one and done. <laughs> I've, been, uh, I've been enjoying being able to work in the church and to serve the Lord. It's been the best days of my life <laughs> serving the Lord. Amen. It has been, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Most of our ministry here at uh, Riverside Baptist Church has been in the children's ministry. 
uh, when we got out of Bible college and came up here and moved up here, uh, the first thing the pastor did, I mean, the very first Sunday was, hey, uh, we need you down in junior church. So Karen and I take off and go down to junior church. <clears throat> Little did I know that we was not to see the upstairs auditorium for the next 10 years. <laughs> we were in the basement <laughs> with, with teaching and, and, uh, and, and working with the children's ministry and the junior church and, and all, and, uh, and just loved it. Just loved it. <clears throat> Moved over here, still in the children's ministry, still teaching, still working at junior church, even, even now in the children's ministry and... and, uh, and uh, Last year sometime, uh, uh, for the very first time, uh, Carol and I have been able to sit in an adult class and get some teaching. And we've been just enjoying it, loving it. And then about three weeks ago, the pastor texted me, and, and his text was, uh, can you and Carol take over the kindergarten class for a while? Uh, I text him back and says, uh, yes sir, we'll do it. <laughs> kindergarten class. <laughs> what is a pastor thinking in you know, a kindergarten class? We're 60 something years old. <laughs> I get down with these kids, somebody's got to help me back up and all. All this stuff's going through my head, you know. And I says, "What, what, what is he thinking?" <laughs> you know. But, but we packed up a bag of goodies and and uh, and walked in there that first Sunday morning, and and uh, those little kids came in there, and it, it was great. Just had a ball with them, and 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 then we're just enjoying it. And and uh, and I says and I, I said something to the pastor. He's passed by the door. He's going to the office. And I said, "What what, what was you thinking?" And he goes, "And you know, pastor is he? He looked at. Me, he said, "Well, I just thought you and Carol needed to start over again." <laughs> okay, <laughs> start over again. Uh, I had learned a long time ago. When I was asked to do something and to serve and to work in the church, I just said yes. <laughs> I just said yes. And when you willingly surrender and do what God's plan is for your life, and basically that is just being a willing servant to do whatever He has for you to do, then He enables you to do that service. Even standing up here tonight, <laughs> preaching. I don't consider myself a preacher. But it enables us to do what He asks us to do. When a pastor's ever asked me, even Brother Williams and in and, uh, and, and, and any of the ministry, when he's asked me, I take it as God's laid that on his heart. God's laid that on his heart. And if I'm saying no to my pastor, I'm really saying no to God. <laughs> I did that one time. My first year 
Bible college. I, 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 and I, I, did, I did that one time when Brother Lilly, the pastor of Southwest Baptist Church, when Carol became pregnant during my first year of college, we went back uh, to Wichita Falls, Texas, so she could have the baby <clears throat> there and be with Mom and all. And, and, uh, and the plan was to go back. She had the baby and then work a year and then go back and finish school. So we did that and all, and, and uh, the <clears throat> we were there for about two months there in services and all. And Brother Lilly come up to me, and of course being a Bible college student and all, he asked me, he said, hey, would you be willing to preach Wednesday night? And I go, hmm, no, I, I, I really don't feel comfortable with, with, with doing that. And he said, that's okay, that's okay. He didn't press me. He didn't, he didn't shame me or anything. He, didn't, he said, that, that's okay. But I felt so bad. I felt like I'd just, I'd told God no, and in that reality I did. And I told God, I says, I'll never do that again. So no matter what, God, what you ask me to do, I'll do my best to do whatever you ask me to do. And I tell you what, once you say yes and you surrender to God's plan for your life and, and, and you stay within His will in your life and you do what God's will is, He gives you the enablement. He gives you the wherewithal to do what He asks you to do in serving. He does. There's some needs here at Riverside Baptist Church. There's some places that need to be filled. I know usually as far as kindergarten class go and the teacher there and that situation, we're there until God... Moves us out now. I, I know how it works in a Baptist church. A while means mm, forever. <laughs> mm, I, know how, I know how it works in the ministry. <laughs> but we're there. And we're loving it. Pastor's been saying, hey, we need bus workers. We need new bus drivers. I'm telling you, if you surrender and you do, He'll enable you. He'll make everything work to be able to perform what He has you to do in His work, in His life. And God will bless. It's been, it's been the greatest life, <laughs> I know, living this Christian life. But what's made it so good is Living within His will. No, we're not perfect. We're going to stumble. We're going to fall. We're going to fall short times. <laughs> but you get back up. And He says, come on. <laughs> Keep going. And He helps us. He continues to give us the strength that we need to do whatever He calls us to do, whatever He needs us for us to do.
I want to close with this statement here. I thought this was pretty good. A famous preacher once said that a successful man is a man who finds out what God wants him to accomplish with his life and then fulfills it. Fulfills it. It's not his bank account. It's not his social status. It's not all his possessions. But it, what he accomplishes within God's will and fulfills it. It's simple. Doing what God wants him to do. It's simple, folks. It's doing what God wants us, wants us to do. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word tonight. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you love us and you want to use us. And, and, and God, I, I just pray, Father, that you'll just help us to be the servants we need to be. Father, help us to live with, in your will. Help us to know your will. Help us to do your will. Help us to perform, Lord, uh, and, and uh, your will to the best of our abilities. And God, help us to... to, to Know your plan for for our life. And when you ask us to do something, help us to be willing servants and and do it. God, I just thank you for all you've done for me and my family and my life. And so I just pray, Lord, that you'll just speak to hearts tonight. God, we just give you the praise and the glory for all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being in the services today with us at Riverside Baptist Church. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we certainly would like to help you with that. You can get more information at our website at rbcstjoe.com or call here at the church. If you're a believer and God has spoken to your heart, I hope you'll take time to turn aside and let him have his way in your life. If we can help in any way, shape, or form, please feel free to contact us. We look forward to ministering to you again.